Jackson pulls the trigger. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot. I've got Joe Blewett from Jets X Factor. Joe, how you doing tonight? I'm um, doing really well. Um, I want to clear up three things right off the bat, Ryan. We we're talking pre-show. One, the shirt says four Prez. It's a Zach Wilson shirt. That's number one. Number two, I'm in a championship uh, fantasy game. So if you hear me scream like a little bitch, it's because Fryerman scored a touchdown, and he cannot score touchdowns. He cannot get two touchdowns tonight. If he gets two, I am screwed. So... Really rude against Fryermuth, please God. Uh, three. With that all being said, um, I'm I'm excited, man. It's, it's it's a good it's a good game. Like obviously the Jets have millions of fans. Nobody's ever going to be happy. Like tr- like not everybody's going to be happy. But the fact that they competed with Tom Brady, Zach Wilson played well, and for the the tankers out there, they still had the draft pick. Like it it was a good game. You know, um, I would I would obviously like to see them send off Brady. Uh, with a loss the last time playing the Jets most likely. But um, with all that being said, it didn't burn as much. It's not like we're competing for a playoff spot. So, Yeah, I completely agree. That was something that I definitely uh, loved. <laughs> like, it seemed like there was a little bit for everyone. It was like one of those, like, uh, like a, a movie for the whole family, basically. I was, I'm watching, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to take down, like, Brady. Like, this is finally, I have no problem, like, winning this game and losing out on the draft pick. Like, this is just going to feel oh so sweet. And then to watch him go down the field, I'm like, well, I guess if he scores, it's not like the worst thing. <laughs> it's like kind of kind of nice. Like I don't mind losing by way of the defense, just because like we are so kind of beat up in that that area, both from an, an injury perspective and just a lack of assets kind of pushed into that side of the ball. Um, but yeah, dude, overall, great, great game to watch as a fan. Jets wind up losing 24-28. Um, so what was your I, I, let's let's start with like the, the biggest thing right here, right? Bam! Zach Wilson shines without his top four wide receivers. Let's get right into it. Zach, tell me, or whew, Joe, tell me your thoughts. I do have his face on my shirt, so maybe you, you can just call do. me Zach. That's why I'm so confused. I almost I said, know. Zach Wilson, give me your thoughts on Joe Blewett. Should I just put it over <laughs> my head and just talk? It's like the dinosaur <laughs> shirt. Underneath Cut out some like... holes. <laughs> I love it. What were your thoughts on Zach Wilson? Um... He was good, man. Like I'm, I'm. That game was really, really exciting. Um, and even last, and, and even last week, like people think, and, and I went over the whole Titans game for the people who watch the film. I know there's some people in here who who watch my show specifically. That game was really good, but from a process standpoint, I wasn't as high in it. The last two games, even though the Jaguars game, you know, minus 102 yards, whatever people want to say about that, his process was so much cleaner. His footwork was so much cleaner. He was so much more. Um, concise he was so much better in the pocket his transitional footwork from read to read was all really really good and i was hyped up about it like truly and then going into this game of course you have the pessimists who say okay well it's just against the jaguars who gives a shit you know so i was hoping the same thing you know came to fruition with the bucks elijah moore is out um uh, jameson crowder's out davis is out you know michael carter's out after the first was the first drive he got the concussion which now he's injury prone which is weird but we'll, we'll ignore that down down, down the road uh <laughs> But Coleman's with out. with that being said, yeah, Coleman's out. Like with with all of that, with no support on defense for the most part, he balled out. Like he made five or six high level throws, like legitimately really good throws. Looked really comfortable in the pocket. His accuracy was top notch. 
top notch um, in terms of like ball placement on the back shoulder to avoid, um, you know, linebackers to avoid safeties. Um, that window that he threw in uh, on the goal line, I think to Barrios over a jumping linebacker was ridiculous. The throw over the middle to Barrios, I mean, he's diving ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, even the play, which people ignore the, with a free rusher up the gut. And he has enough like moxie to stand in there versus that versus that free blitzer and and throw the ball with a, with obviously an adjusted arc to get to Ty Johnson. Like he was phenomenal this game, phenomenal. So um, with that being and with that being said, against one of the one of the top contenders in the entire league with depleted weapons in his first year, um, you could not be happier with this game from Zach. It was it was legitimately like like an A level game from him, which is the first game I think he's had this year. Um, and I think Jag, the Jags game is probably the closest to that. And now we've stacked up these games towards the end of the year where, you know, coming back from injury, Texans game was a plus game. The Dolphins game was a plus game to me. Uh, this game was a plus game, obviously. The uh, the Jags the game, game was pretty the, the, the Eagles game, which I was away for that game. That's why I just forgot the pop my head. But yeah, five out of six games he's been back for. Thank you. Um, back for have been pretty good. But these last two ones from a processing standpoint, it's not re- results ignore them with the, with the Jags game, but the process, the quarterback standpoint, it's been – Really, really, really encouraging. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm glad you brought up the accuracy because there were the, the the two throws in particular that really stuck out to me. It was the one to Barrios that was, he was like kind of falling down just below the rece- uh, the defender's hand. And the other one, I, did you bring it up, the, the Keelan Cole one, like two yards from the end zone or whatever it was? It was okay. on a rope. Okay, that was yeah. That, so that wasn't to Barrios again. You gotta I, the film's not out on Mondays. It's out on Tuesdays. But yeah, the one where he, he threw it over like two linebackers. Yes. Uh, there was a play where he held he held the linebacker in the middle. Um, knew there was a dig behind it coming. Threw that with a really good anticipation. Like his anticipation, the accuracy has obviously taken a massive step up. Like there are so many ways he's improving right now. Um, you, like like I said, you know, not to not to keep saying the same thing, but you have to be super super encouraged. Dude, I'm I'm really excited, and it's these little things that we're seeing throughout the games. Uh, last week, it was the oh, was it last week or this week. Losing my train of thought now. This week, the the thing I was really harping on was like the 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 working the play clock, the hard count, like using the hard count on that first drive. He got two guys to jump off sides, getting himself some free plays, and then he winds up getting LDT to jump uh, the on, drive, the, on the right? next drive. So it's like ah, oh, frustrating, but really cool. Like those are those subtle nuances, and then you you see him in the the previous games working the the hurry up. And getting them up to the line of scrimmage and, and get mm-hmm. catching multiple people on the field, like 12 men on the field, getting the free play there. Like this is the stuff you're seeing from a young quarterback that you don't generally see from a young quarterback. And for him to understand it, even at this point in the season, is just like really, really exciting to see. And I think this is where he starts to um, really – I think he's going to take a big step next year. I really do. Uh, and one of those things that people have kind of brought up, and it's weird. I don't know if you – did you see the Bart Scott thing on the post game at all or hear – I'm sure you heard about it. Dude, people are like – like that whole SNY crew just like shit all over the Zach Wilson and calling the fourth and two like a he's going for glory and all this other stuff. It's all about you know him. He wants to make the play and all that crap. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the fourth and two. Bart Scott went off on Zach Wilson um, and – Zach had said something along the lines of like the A gaps were clear. Uh, and that's why I switched to the option. There was two options. He could have either handed it off to Barrios on the jet sweep, mm-hmm. or he could have quarterback sneaked it if the A gaps were clear. Now it's weird because the A gaps were technically clear, but there were three guys along like right in front and they kind of baited Wilson into that look specifically. And he took the bait. And I think that's more on the floor and Salah maybe not preparing him for that kind of thing. I don't know why you would even option to a quarterback run 
with two, like a fourth and two anyway. Like it, it just seems kind of silly. So I don't think he should have had that option, but I do think it's kind of cool that Zach has enough knowledge that he sees that in front of him and he automatically knows, Hey, this is the right call. And he's apparently made this decision a few times throughout the last few weeks. So what were your thoughts on the fourth and two call the dynamic that kind of went into it? And do you blame Zach? Is it somewhere in between? How, how do you feel about that whole situation? Yeah, we still have to understand like he's a rookie quarterback. Um, and even in the Jags game, or maybe it's a Dolphins game, but there was a few times where like even with just like RPOs, like he's 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 better, but there's still some mental mistakes. Like specifically with the RPOs, there's one time where he's definitely he's supposed to hand it off, and there's another time where he's supposed to throw it, um, just based on the look and and zone versus man. I mean, he didn't do that. And in this situation again, I you know I think it's the end of the game. He's excited. He sees an open a gap. Um, and they have like that that kill system, that can system where you go to the line with two plays. You know, you have the base play. If you don't like that look, um, you 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 can it. You go to the other play. Um, and with that with that motion, you have the two options with it, either to hand it off with with to Barrios or to um, sneak up the middle. And he saw that open a gap. And I think he just got a little bit overzealous. I, you know, I think you saw it. Didn't really understand where he was. Fourth and two, fourth and really long one. Not the best situation, especially with the Bucks defense, where when the Jets were having success on the ground, it was to the outside. So you know, specifically look at their, their, their interior, their offensive line. You have guys like Vita Vague and Dominic and Sue. It's a little bit hard to run in the inside. Um, especially with Dan so, Feeney. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Especially with Dan Feeney, who, who to be fair, has been playing better than we thought he would yeah. in, in the two games he's been back. But um, and I really like those like those jet sweep end around type type looks first um, in short yard situations because the offensive formation is condensed. The defense is condensed. They're expecting something in the middle. They're super aggressive in the middle. You hand it off to the edge. You know, Barrios, um, you know, we have enough faith to, to, to get that first down there. So I really think they would have probably got that if they handed off to Barrios there. But I think there's a little bit of Zach being overzealous. And I think it's also, like you said, on the coaching staff, you're coming out of a timeout. It's not like you're at a, you're in a hurry up. Um, in that situation, which I'd understand more, but coming out of a timeout, you have to say, "Hey, listen, we're just going to run the sweep here." You know th- that that the the you're going to can it right away, or you're going to that option right away. Um, we're not going to have you sneak it from this far away. Their defensive line is just too good. So I think it's I, I think it's mutual blame. I don't think it's really on either one, but him trying to take all the glory and the Bart Scotts and Willie clones again. These guys they thrive on being uber positive or uber negative, and that's how they get clicks. They don't care about having smart football opinions. That's not what they're built on. Um, so them getting kicks, clicks, you getting mad, you retweeting it, you quote tweeting it and other people click on the articles. SNY sees the views, not, not dislikes or likes. They see the views, they see the comments and they, they still have jobs. You know, I know I, I saw you guys and I think the last time I was on here, you had a like boycott the media. I saw like other, oh, things. Yeah, boycott I, I the what beat, that was baby. about. So, okay. Boycott <laughs> the beat. So yeah, for those things, that's why I don't really look into it because I'm not supporting that type of work. It's just, there's way too many Jets good, like good content creators out there to support mm-hmm. that bullshit. So um, it's more bullshit from them. Not no surprise, but um, yeah, I don't really look into it. Yeah, hundred percent. And what the hell we can have a rookie mistake last week when, when Trevor Lawrence spikes the ball on third and one on the goal line, let's not even talk about him juking out of bounds five yards before the touchdown. Like this is, that's the reason that guy doesn't have a passion for football. And Zach Wilson does like, I'd rather my guy, Zach Wilson want the ball in his hands for that critical play. than stepping out of bounds, you know, trying to save like a little bit of clock. Maybe he won't get in or all this other crap. Like, no, sorry. I I'll take Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. Right now, hundred yeah, percent. I love, and, I, I love everything we're getting from Zach and Lawrence too. Like that was like what you mentioned. Like with which, by the way, they that run on first down that they had, like like just beyond the fifty with like fifty seconds left on a draw, no timeouts, beyond dumb. And then he runs the ball. 
He runs the ball and he has a flat-footed Eccles who's like 185, 190 pounds, runs out of bounds. And then they spike the ball on third. I'm like, what are you, what are you guys doing? And then and then I was on uh red zone on my phone and I saw like NFL Mobile, like one of their headlines was um, which I just saw the play on red zone. It was like Trevor Lawrence de- or demolishes the Patriots with a 38-yard bomb in capital letters. I'm like, since when is 38 yards a bomb? One and two, I watched the play. And he throws up a ball into like double coverage, and he gets lucky it's not picked off, and he demolished the Patriots. I was like, the way these guys are covered is 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 absurd. The the, the difference um, in these kids, but I guess it's because his uncle owned Jet JetBlue, so he's a, he's a he's an asshole, you know. <laughs> uh, our mugs drops in with a super chat. Thank you, dude. He says, I'm remembering y'all laughing at me when I said Barrios was extremely underrated a few months back. Look at me now. I don't know what you're talking about because I definitely like Barrios, so you guys can go kick rocks. I thought he would have been a very nice replacement for Crowder way back when. Um, I didn't think he'd have this kind of season. I'm definitely very happy with what we're getting out of him there. Um, which I guess, you know, do you want to, do you have more to say on Zach or, or what we were kind of going back and forth on? Or should we jump to another topic here? We, it's your, it's your show. Um, I could say, <laughs> obviously, um, I know people don't want to watch it and to, to, I don't really put myself too much on this, to, but if you're going to be excited to watch film, I'll do at least 30 to 40 minutes of Zach this week. So go watch because I know I'm going to gush over some of those plays I saw. Um, so I'll, I'll wait for that down the, down the, down the line. For those of you that are just tuning in, I got Joe Blewett from Jets X Factor. His information is down in the description down below. He is one of the greatest jet content creators and just film analysis guys I've ever had the privilege to know. And this guy legitimately, anytime I'm looking at tape, I'm going straight over to Jets X Factor. <laughs> I'm looking up Joe's. I literally sat down and watched your Justin Hardy cornerback <laughs> gunner review. Like it's, I think it was like a 30 minute long video, 25 minute long, whatever it was. One in the morning, I'm sitting there. I'm just like enjoying this. Wow, Elijah Moore joined the channel. Elijah Moore. <laughs> I'm sure that's definitely the real one. Thank you so much for joining the channel. Boys and girls, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat for our newest member, Elijah Moore, uh, joining the channel. Uh, so let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk a little Braxton Barrios. He has 10 touches, 77 yards, and two touchdowns yesterday. <sighs> this guy has been a lot of fun to watch. I've really enjoyed it. He gives me shades of Wayne Corbett. It's just that the short little like slot receiver that can get you the, the the yardage you need. And it's just something I really, really like seeing. And it seems like he plays with a lot of heart. Like when I'm looking at this roster, at least on the offensive side of the ball, I'm looking at guys that like really give it their all every play from like yeah. a weapon perspective. I would say Barrios and Carter are my two favorite. Um, I mean, not that Elijah Moore isn't. We just haven't seen a whole lot of him i guess i, I don't know i'm excited for barrios He's you're gonna talk agent. shit about elijah moore you just joined your no! that is the, that is ballsy get the <laughs> fuck out of here no way i'm not talking shit about elijah moore <laughs> he just joined the channel i love him yeah. <laughs> no I'm, I'm really excited for barrios and i'm curious to see where this contract extension talk winds up going apparently they started uh talking negotiations today what are your thoughts on braxton barrios and and how do you feel about him overall yeah, I think I think the obviously like it's not on skill level. Like I know people when you hear the wink or bet thing, no way he's wink or bet. I think it no. comes from obviously one he's short, one he's white, mm-hmm. one he's scrappy. Like that that's that's what it is. Let's be yep. honest. But um, but he has like that that toughness that you, that you like to see for sure. He shows up after Christmas, the interview. He's in a Rudolph costume. Like he doesn't take himself too seriously. He loves the Jets. He loves football. Um, he's let's be honest, based on numbers or based on the eye test. Uh, he is a really good returner. He's in the top five in both kick returns and punt return yard averages. He hasn't fumbled the ball, to my knowledge, um, this this I year. So. I, I don't think so. I, I can almost guarantee that. Uh, so he's a super reliable returner, one, uh, one and two. And three, 
Um, he's a reliable slot receiver. I, I don't think he's a guy who I necessarily want to start yet. Like I'm not at that point and I get that Jets fans love mm-hmm. him. Just like we love Quincy Williams, but I think there's a difference between like guys mm-hmm. we love and then realizing what a really good slot receiver is because mm-hmm. Crowder versus him, Crowder is still a better slot receiver than he is. Um, but, but, um, Barrio still adds more because of his multi-dimensional, um, you know, play. It's not, that's not the right term for it, but returner slot backup slot and a, um, and a uh, like gadget guy, so he's really he's really a multidimensional for the Jets and a guy who loves to be here. So I think you have to resign him at this point. You don't want to be like, oh, five million dollars too much. Get rid of the guy. It's like we have so much money. Let's not get rid of our good players. Who the last two weeks on offense, minus Zach Wilson, Braxton Barrios has been the best guy. Let's not let's not dump him off because you know who's going to sign him if they don't sign him. He's oh, going absolutely. back to the Patriots, and it's going to be a Danny Woodhead thing on steroids. So mm-hmm. we can't see that. We have to sign. him. Yeah, no, I would hate to see him go to the Patriots after we already signed him from the waiver wire from the Patriots. Like, that's what I love so much about this is it's like I love stealing people away from like division rivals. It just makes me smile on the inside. Yeah. Now, uh, Braxton Barrios, uh, real quick, 56 touches this year, 500 yards, seven touchdowns, 30.4 yards per return. Uh, that doesn't include his his return yardage, obviously, or his touch. I don't know if it I actually didn't include his touchdown. He actually has eight touchdowns. Um, guys, maybe in the wheelhouse of, of, similar play styles, I guess. I shouldn't even say play styles, but like gadget type guys contract wise. Cordero Patterson, one year, three million this year. So I'm sure he'll get a, a nice deal next year. Yeah. Darren Sproles back in the day, four or five years ago, was getting four or five million dollars. Jameson Crowder renegotiated to go down to five point five million dollars. Originally he signed a three year twenty eight point five million dollar deal. So I kind of get the vibe that uh, Joe Douglas would like to be somewhere around that renegotiated price for Crowder. Maybe he goes six million. I was saying three years, eighteen million would be spot on, or three years, twenty-one million, somewhere in that wheelhouse. I think is is just right for Braxton Barrios. Yeah, that's literally my last year. I said I, I would guess it's like three years, eighteen million, eleven million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And people thought yep. I was crazy, but like you look at the Hardy contract, and Hardy was signed for like it was like three, three and a half million dollars a year, right? And you'd argue that. Mm-hmm. A kick returner, punt returner is more important than a gunner. Like a really good, obviously, pick, uh, returner is better than a gunner. Um, so you have that who's so equal in value right at that three and a half million dollars, right? Let's say three and a half. Let's call it. Let's let's be safe with that. And then you add in the value of him being a gadget guy and a backup slot receiver. That's worth about a million and a half, two million dollars. So you're looking at three and a half plus a million and a half, two two and a half million dollars. You're looking at what I guess would be five and a half million, six million dollars before this week, and I still think it's going to be that. Um, so yeah, I, I would be fine with a three-year, uh, eighteen, nineteen million dollar contract for for him at this point. Um, I know it seems a little high, but and people will compare those other contracts. But you have to understand that the cap in the next couple of years is going to skyrocket from TV, TV mm-hmm. deals. So um, you don't, you're not paying, you're not like people. Are like, oh, oh well, he this this last guy made that. Okay, you automatically have to top that because in free agency it's going to get topped. So yeah, I would say five, six million dollars, and I would definitely do it. Yeah, I, I think it'd, you'd be silly not to do it at this point. Not to mention like. <laughs> I'm not calling him a wide receiver one, but when he clearly is our wide receiver one for like the last two weeks, like he has put up really nice numbers. <laughs> and this is like, everyone knows he's getting the ball. Michael Carter's out. Who else is getting the ball? It's it's going to Barrios most of the time. That's it's who Zach Wilson has the best report with. It's it. He has his trust. Like this is everything that I wanted to see from Denzel Mims and like, just not getting it. We're not getting it. So I, I love me some Braxton Barrios, and I'm really excited to see where this contract goes. By the way, before we move on to the next thing, so I know we are, I feel it. 
Um, you have to get credit. This is another Douglas team. You have credit, credit, credit for him. Uh, you have Braxton Barrios. You have Quincy Williams, who's a star, low tier starter level backup, but for mm-hmm. a waiver wire pickup, that's great. And JFM, like you're looking at three guys: Gidry, you know, Bryce Huff. There's some guys he's picked up in, in waiver wire UDFA who are really balling out. So you have to you have to give credit to this, but or, or to JD for that, but people won't. So, dude, I, I should have included. Gidry and Huff in my video because I the video I put out of Braxton Barrios literally like an hour and a half two hours before this stream I included John Franklin Myers Quincy Williams <laughs> and various all his waiver wire pickups like I know people want to get on Douglas for from I don't want to say missing on Beckton he didn't miss on Beckton he, Beckton's just hurt uh, but missing on Mims and like how that 2020 draft class looks kind of disappointing people want to get on him for that it's like well hold on the draft class is one thing but he's also hitting on a ton trades on free agency on waiver wire pickups like all across the board like this guy is way smarter than just one meh draft <laughs> is what I'll call it cuz I'm I'm still excited I'm still looking forward to it yeah. um now let's see we're going to jump over Garkus bloodless bloodlust sorry words are hard thank you for the super chat, brother, he says, "Odds are we will have the fourth pick." Can Joe please give us his top four picks in the draft currently, and who he thinks? Ooh, <laughs> sorry, beer. Oh, You're gonna say that's gross. definitely a beer burp. That almost that, that was. Uh, it definitely doesn't sound good because I, I post this. I, if you guys don't know, I post like all right these live streams on uh, on Podbean, so you could you could look it up as a podcast on on all your favorite services and everything like that. Um, and I'm sure a burp doesn't sound very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound attractive with video, let yeah. alone without video. And I'm in just um, a normal burp, but a, but a beer burp where like the oh. froth was like right, is like somewhere right here. I, I heard there, that one. There was some heat to it. It, it, yeah. it came up from the stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So who do you think the Jets end up with at four? So who are your top four picks in the draft currently? Have you, have you looked that far ahead or are you kind of? Yeah, like, I'm super base level like highlights right now. I'll always preface it by saying like, I, I don't love to talk about players who I don't really know a lot about. I know a lot of people, and I'm not taking shots at anybody. I'm just saying I don't like to uh, to go and watch like five, ten minutes of highlights and then say this guy is this because there's hours and hours of film out there. Um, but from based on what I see, who I think the top four guys will be, um, it's probably Neil, uh, obviously Thibodeau, Hutchinson, and then I would probably say I would probably say Carl Loftus, Hamilton as that as that mm-hmm. fourth, fifth guy. Um, that's without again doing you know a lot of research that I will do down the road. Um, so I'm hoping, and I was hoping that the Texans would beat the Niners and the Jets fall to third, you know, fall to, to mm-hmm. third. And then, you know, some team who's desperate for a quarterback or Lions, whoever they take a quarterback. And then one of the top two edge rushers, you know, falls to three, but the Jets are most likely going to be four now. I think the Texans have a good opponent next week. So I don't think they're going to lose. Um, and the Jets are beating the bills. So we don't have to worry about that. Uh, um, so, I hope so. Dude, there's no one like, I, I know the Jets can't bounce the bills from the playoffs, or at least I don't think so. But I would love to knock them out of like the division title, like that. Like I don't care about the draft pick at this point. Like just Mm -hmm. let's go out and pop someone in the mouth because our free agency and the hype around this team is going to be so much higher if we knock out the Bills from the division title. It would just be such a great way to end the season. Yeah. So um, with just finishing the answer, I I think if I if I had to say right now who they're going to end up with at, at four, I think it's between Neil and Hamilton. Um, Hamilton, just because, and we get that down the road, if he is generational, okay, I'm fine with it. If he's not, which I have to watch to really see, um, then no way, uh, don't, don't take him. But the fact like Neil, I could see it because you have fan who's going to be back next year. Most likely you have Becton who, you know, will be back. Well, obviously uh, Joe Douglas has to put an emphasis on the third tackle on the scene because you have, you can't rely on Becton's health right now at this point, he could prove otherwise down the road, but you have to emphasize the third tackle. So I think having a guy in Neil 
who could play tackle and guard. Uh, you, you slot him at right guard. And then if, if one of those guys is to go down, uh, he can slot in that tackle. So, um, but I, I heard some mixed opinions on him. Some people really like him. Some people are lower, lower towards the tens with, with Neil. So, um, I want to do my own research and then Hamilton again, it's, it's, if you look at each position individually, like I get the people and I'm, I'm probably more on that train where, um, while we understand that just individually safety linebacker, probably bigger needs just individually than receiver or, or right guard, I'm on the, I'm on board with, okay, get a guard, get a receiver, help Wilson out as much as you can, because next year we're hoping they compete like for a playoff spot and, or in that area. And then in 2023 is when you really make a run. So that's when you can really address defense right now, help Wilson as much as you can. Um, but with that being said, I could still see Hamilton if he's, if he's, you know, that, that generational. So. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I fall as well. And I've, I'm, I'm kind of flip-flopping back and forth on a lot of different things. And I, the way Douglas has um, shown his, I don't want to say lack of support towards safety, but it doesn't seem like it's a super high priority. Like, Maybe he just doesn't like May a whole lot because he was 29 years old, and that that could play a factor. Maybe he doesn't like Jamal because of the way he acted, and, he, and maybe his talent level wasn't quite there for the amount of money he was going to ask for. So, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, what-ifs there. So my, my question is, I guess, would I look at free agency possibly like a Marcus Williams? Uh, I don't think Jesse Bates shakes loose of uh, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. but I think there's, there's a few potential options in free agency. I'm in this weird, like – Green Bean got me thinking more about Hamilton than I think I wanted to initially. Um, ideally for me in my head, it, I, I think the Jaguars go kneel at one. I think they try to protect um, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. I, yeah, because two of the last three years they've taken defensive, like like edge rushers in Josh Allen and um, shot. What the fuck? Chase on Chase. I already say his name. Chase? Um, isn't no, oh, no, no. Oh, Chase, Chase on from the LSU, the rusher. Yes, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the one he took. I yeah. could be wrong on that, but well, I think they had, they had, they had Josh Allen and Chase on. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they, they took two in the first round over the course of the last like three, four years. Yeah. Um. So I don't think they go with Hutchinson or Kavon there, which is definitely nice because if Neil goes there, then you figure Hutchinson's got to go to Detroit. He stays in Michigan. I would be shocked if he got any further than Detroit. And then the Texans are the first team that I think might. Ah, you know what? That's wrong. I don't, I don't I think don't, I Mills might have played them out of a, out of taking a quarterback there. So I think that, you're right. Interesting. Yeah, for me, if let's say Thibodeau, Hutchinson, and Neil are all gone at that point, I'm sitting at four and I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm playing up. I, content creators here. I think we should talk up the quarterback class as much as possible. <laughs> Get yeah. someone to jump in front of the Giants. Giants are blowing smoke. They're saying we're going to stick with Daniel Jones. No, no way. way. No Not way. happening. They're drafted a quarterback, top of the draft, or they're trading for Russell Wilson, one or the other. Um, but yeah. I would rather trade down from four, assuming the Seattle pick right now, I think you're seven maybe. If that's seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in that range, I would rather trade down from four, I think, move down back into like the 10 to 15 range and then go with someone like either Carl Loftus or Ojibo um, with the Seattle pick, kind of depending on where you are. It's sort of a lot hinges on that. Cause like, I really want edge. So I don't want to trade out and miss out on the top four edges um, by accident. But then I would look to, to maybe add a first for next year. And then with that 10 through 15 pick, look at maybe a receiver or a linebacker or something along those lines. I think that's more, yeah. or maybe even Linderbaum if he's there. Like there's other options that I, I would be more comfortable than maybe pulling the trigger on Hamilton at four. Um, if all the edges are gone and Hamilton's sitting there at 
eight or nine or whatever, like, okay, fine. Like that's, I'm not going to be upset with that. The other part of me is like, okay, what happens if Neil's on the board? Are you, are you taking Neil at four? And then you're, you're taking, I don't know. Do you take, I would look at probably Carl Loftus or Ojibo at the Seattle pick. And if they're not there, then like, okay, am I looking at receiver? <laughs> like, do we just go all in on like, go uh, tackle receiver, uh, Trey McBride, the tight end. And then like, I don't know, just blow out the offense, totally rebuild it completely. And then worry about defense like next year, like who cares? We're going to, with a bad defense, you're going to lose some games next year too. So you're going to have a pretty decent pick regardless, but I would think we would. We hope it's low teens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm hoping somewhere in like the 13 to, I don't know what the playoffs put it at. Is it 18 right now? I think 18. 13 to 18. I want to well, be no, in actually, the playoffs. Well, actually, wouldn't it be 16 now? Cause there's seven teams. So seven, seven, four, uh, 14, 32, 18, 18. Well, eight, no, 18. 18. <laughs> Math is hard. I, I know because I was trying to do scheduling yeah. and whatnot before, and it's, it's no not seven, easy. seven, fourteen. Yeah, seven, seven, yeah. fourteen minus thirty-two. Yeah, okay, eighteen. Okay, all right. They only added two more teams, and it used Pressure. to be 20. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, so I would, I hope towards the end of November, beginning of December, we're not eliminated from playoff contention. I want to be in the hunt at that point. That would mean a lot to me at that point. Um, yeah. Seven and ten is probably low side for where I hope we wind up. And then 10 and seven. I don't know if you saw that the official teams who we're going to play are, are actually out because of where teams yeah. are right now. We actually know. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. We're playing the, I think it's the AFC North, NFC North. And then I think we have the Broncos. Mm-hmm. What's the other team? The schedule. I know, I know I've looked at it. Um, it looks relatively tough, but that's, that's based on now. Like we're looking at, yeah. they're playing the Seahawks. Is Wilson going to be there? If he's not yes. it's a completely different team, you're playing the Steelers. Packers. Is it big Ben? It, your Packers, it, which by the way, I plan on going to, um, <laughs> Packers. I got to see that stadium. Um, and I go to a stadium a year, so that's definitely what I'm going to, I'm going to target. Ooh, um, but yeah, but if he's gone, you know, if, if Rogers is gone, if Devonta Adams gone, completely different team. So obviously we have a lot of time to, to go, but yeah, you'd hope next year that listen, like we've, we, how many years has it been since we're pretty much out of it by October, mm-hmm. like October 1st, we're like shit, you know, it was a good, it was a good first two, three weeks, but if they're actually in it in like December, like you said, like, seven eight nine wins like I'm, I'm comfortable with that because i expect that next year to still be a building year and then mm-hmm. 2023 is when we're like going for it. like they should really really add to the roster so um but but this draft yeah i, I right now it depends on carl office if he rises by really like at at this at this juncture january remember that um carl office um neil hamilton i think are the three at at four that that i i feel like they would take um, but obviously again, if I watch it and I'm not comfortable with saying Hamilton's not, he's not generational. I'm talking, I'm talking about generational, like best since I've been watching, but Ed Reed was even, a, it, it was like what, like 13th, 14th, 18th, somewhere in the teens. Yeah, I think he, he was towards the late teens. I so think. I'm talking about the best safety prospect we've seen in years, like Derwin James level, even without the injury is good because Derwin James fell a little bit because of injuries. Um, if he's that good, I get it. Um, even though I wouldn't necessarily love it if Neil again, isn't that good and whatever trade down. Um, and I'm one of the people like I get, I'm on both. I'm on, I'm on like, I'm sitting evenly on the fence. Like it's right, right in my crotch because <laughs> I get the need for like a receiver. I get the, I get the Jamar chase argument, which, which to me, there's no Jamar chase yep. in this draft. That, that is, that is one. There's no, Jamar, there's no Jamar chase with it being said, stack up the offense for, for Wilson hundred percent get it. Um, but with that being said, if you're looking at just individually the positions, not in terms of what will help Zach Wilson, 
receiver is probably the sixth or seventh biggest need right now. Linebacker mm -hmm. is a massive need, massive. Uh, safety, probably twice is a bigger need than receiver right now. Starting level and corner, number one. I, I know Eccles is a good story, but a, a starting level corner is a bigger need than than receiver right now. Right guard, bigger need. Tight end, bigger need. So it depends on how the board falls. It'll be really interesting. Uh, Adam Gase drops in with the super chat. He said, if I was coach of the Jets, I would have won yesterday. And then he drops in another $2 super chat saying for every 50 likes, Ryan will chug a beer. Well, I've only got one beer, so I'd have to go down to the basement if I got 50 additional likes on this. So <laughs> I, I kind of oh, hope it doesn't awesome. hold that. Nice. I, I don't really want to go all the way down to the basement. Uh, all right. Let's, I think uh, let's... A bad, I'm a bad influence. The so one time you had a shotgun and beer, now you're chugging beers. Oh. I don't really see you ever do that otherwise. So well, one, one night when I'm off, I'll, I'll join you in the, in the drinking festivities. Dude, the shot, the shotgunning of the beer was, was my own damn fault because I was supposed to shotgun a beer with you at the home opener with the Patriots and I didn't uh -huh. do it. I didn't even come over and see you like a jerk of a friend. And yeah. uh, that was bad. Oops. So I had a shotgun of beer. Uh, let's talk some, some controversial stuff that, that might've happened. The first one, uh, it doesn't, I, I'll throw this out there. Brandon Eccles gets the ball that he intercepted from Tom Brady signed. I saw some people lose their top over this. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts. What are, how, how are you feeling about the Brandon Eccles getting the ball signed? I think people are a bunch of freaking soft assholes. Like, who cares? It's like, <laughs> sorry. Like, I'm sorry. The guy has won seven Super Bowls. He's probably considered the best player in, in, in football history. Maybe the best sports player of all time in, in terms of his championships. He yeah. picked them off. He, he wants to get the ball signed. Like who cares? You know, like if I picked, if I picked them off, I would want to, I would want to do it too. You know, like yeah, I, it's, it's not a, it's not a big deal to me. I get the competitor stuff, but they lost the game already. It's not like your rivals. It's not like it was a playoff game. You're, you're, you're four and, and 13 at that point. Like you can't get a ball signed by the best quarterback of all time. And you pick when you, you're one of the, not, not few people because he's been playing for a thousand years to pick him off, but still rookie year, you pick off Tom Brady. Like what can you ask for anything better as a rookie minus obviously win a Super Bowl, whatever, but like yeah. it's get, get over yourselves. Like I, I hate trying to make stories out of absolutely nothing. That's just my, you know, whatever. I, I lost my top when I saw people like going nuts about this. Like you gotta be kidding me. Like this is something, this is a guy, he's a rookie, right? So what is he? 23, 22 years old, somewhere in that, that realm. He's, he's like 21. And it, so 21, his entire life, Tom Brady has been playing his entire life. This kid looked up to Tom Brady. I mean, like I know Zach definitely did quarterback. I, I get that. But like you literally watch the goat play the entire time. If he was playing for the Patriots, maybe I'd feel a little more agitated. But like yeah, Brady's yeah. on the Bucks, and even then, like screw that. Like historical quarterback, get the ball signed. That's a memorabilia thing. You'll never have that opportunity yeah. again. Like zero zero problem with that. Whatsoever. People need to go to the gym. People need to go outside. People need to get a girlfriend. People need to find other interests. They got to do something other than worry about Brandon Eccles getting a ball signed. Like that's my opinion. Like if you if you if you're doing that, I'm sorry, just just. Just try to get a life. That's that's my uh, pretty strong opinion on that. I, I I can't believe that's a story right now. That, yes, completely agree. Now, jumping stories a little bit to something really wacky that I think I haven't ever seen ever. <laughs> and that's Antonio Brown walking off the field. Mr. Big Chest rips his shirt off, throws his th shoulder pads on the ground, and walks off the field. The only other person that I could think of was almost kind of like that was that cornerback from Buffalo that retired at halftime. Um, I can't think of his name. Vernon Davis, or not Vernon da Davis? Vernon Bron someone Davis, because Vernon Davis is a tight end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, yeah, yeah. Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis. Yeah, he played with the, Col Davis. the Colts the year before. 
I, I knew he played for the Colts. Colts or Dolphins, I think. He was with one of those two teams. Colts, I, Dolphins, Bills, maybe? Yeah, yeah. But he retired at halftime during a Bills game. Like, yeah, that's, that's done. the closest thing to, to what I've seen. Antonio Brown, this guy is freaking unhinged. There's definitely something. Something's going on. He's he, He's got an unbalanced chemicals on his head for sure. Oh, dude. I mean, just from, from his last time in Pittsburgh, he, he like – Ever since he got traded to Oakland, he he vetoed the trade Whoa. to to Buffalo. He like, oh my helmet doesn't fit in in in. I guess it was Oakland at that time, not LA. But like, this guy's all over the place. Does this guy ever yeah, wind up playing to play again without a di- without a different helmet? Yeah, and like the thing yeah. the thing with it too is like, uh, I think I think it was because like, and people are legitimately like like questioning this. It was after he got hit. I forget what game he got hit and like laid out. Ever since then, he's been a little bit off. I forget what game that was. Bang- Bengals Steelers playoff game. Was it, was it, um, what's his name? Well, who's that linebacker who was dirty? Vontae, was it him? Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect, yeah. shit out of him. Yeah. Oh that was God. him? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, he, I mean, he was kind of a little unhinged from what I, I started doing a little bit of research, and it seems like he's had some issues before that, but like, yeah, definitely unhinged since then. Well, diva, diva, but not like actually crazy. Like, I've, I've known yes. people, um, legitimately, like, there was this kid, I wasn't really close to him, but in high school, really normal kid, like, like, uh, super like chill, whatever. And then he was longboarding and smashed his head. And, and after that, he was like hitchhiking to Texas, like, like just whacked out of his mind. Like he, he was crazy. So that stuff can really affect you. Um, and I think it has. And obviously it was something to the effect of like Bruce Arians. They were arguing on the sideline. They're all pissed off. Bruce Arians told them to go in for this, this rep or the set or whatever. And he said, no. And they're like, okay, well then leave, you know, like get off, leave. <laughs> Or whatever, and he was like, "Okay, screw it," and he just took his shit off and threw it. And like, it's funny too, because like you could see in the in the replay, you could see the two cops, like they're like looking at him, they're kind of like, you can tell in their head, they're like, "Son of a bitch, I really don't we want can to tackle. Chase. We can do this right no, now. No, they're not. That's the problem. You're you're gonna have to. You're gonna look like a complete asshole. You're not. You're not. Oh, dude, he's, not he's a streaker. Man on the field, go get him. Yeah, no way. Not Antonio Brown. So you're gonna look like a complete jerk trying to chase him. It is what it is. Um, it would have been amazing to watch some chubby like security guard tackle him. I oh my god, I would have wet myself. <laughs> yeah, and then and the thing is too, like, is he, he well, one is he done with football? I think at this point, who's the hell's gonna sign this guy? Um, maybe a contender. But with that, I think he was actually on the field too, like during a play. So like now, does he get fined for that, like walking on the field like that? You know, so like 100% he's should. He is a loser, that guy. One of the best receivers um, in, the, in the last two decades in terms of like his actual talent, um, Hall of Fame-level stats, Hall of Fame-level player. But does he make it with all these things in, in his resume? I, I don't think so. Well, that's a hard discussion to, to have. But I don't think so if, if I had a vote. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was the first and probably the last time we'll ever see that in a, in a game. I saw uh, someone... <laughs> My buddy, who's a uh, a Patriots fan, sent me a picture of Antonio Brown, and they photoshopped it with him, like with his hands up, and they put the cheerleader pom poms on and like a Jets cheerleader outfit. Like Jets got a new cheerleader. I'm <laughs> just like, oh god, he was hyping up the crowd. He was. I saw it. it just, you know, the arms going up and down. Just this guys, should ridiculous. we should we sign him? That's the next controversial topic. God damn it, Joe! No, we're not signing <laughs> Antonio Brown. Don't start that. Don't start it. There will be somebody uh, out there. You'll have one Jets. person here. Oh, there's someone. There's always someone in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, SDA Jets says, uh, do we trade both twos to trade up and draft linebacker Lloyd? No, absolutely not. I'm not giving up two yeah. seconds. I want all four picks in the top two rounds to be made. Only thing I'm doing is trading down. If you yeah. want to trade a third or fourth or fifth, fine with whatever you got to do, but I, I don't want to give up those top four. I think the top four, I would like to make those picks. We need a lot of help. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of premium premium capital for a team who has a lot of holes. Like you know, if if we were like 
you know, the Bucks, let's say, and we needed like just throw out a random position out there. They, they needed a, a corner and you want that to do that. Okay, fine. Um, but like you said, if it's like, okay, you're at pick whatever, 39, and there's a player you really, really like at 37, and you know he's not going to get past 38, you want to trade a sixth round pick? Oh, like, okay. Like, I, I get that. But two twos uh, to, for one player? No. And like, again, we had to figure out where all these guys go. And I always give the example of Sean Wade last year. Everybody want him top 10 pick, all this stuff. Ryan, I, 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 obviously you do two streams a week. How many people... In the beginning of the draft, when the Jets were going to finish one or two, Stingley, yep. Stingley, 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 yep. Stingley. That's all you heard. Now people are saying he's going to be maybe the third corner off the board. So you, you you can't you can't look at guys um now and just assume they're going to go where they're supposed to go because we still have medicals to go through. We still have the combine if that happens. Um, we have a lot of stuff to 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 go through before we figure that out. Okay, sorry. Watching there's a deep deep ball. The Steelers hope they're not getting the red zone. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Keep them out. Keep them out. Sorry. Sorry. I'm still trying to talk. I can't breathe. (laughs) Um. So. Uh. Yeah. No. I'm not. I'm not trading multiple picks. And yeah, we have to see where these guys go. But now, now Stingley is below. Uh. What is it? Salt like Sauce Gardner and uh, Booth. Like people are saying, it might be above him. And just probably a month ago, that was that was every other chat you'd see in 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 live streams was talking about how they need Stingley. So, um, we'll see. It's, It's kind of just be patient. Yeah, I would say for me, I I don't think cornerback is is a spot I really want to to put a ton of energy into, at least in the first round. Like it like things would have to break pretty poorly for me to pull the trigger on a corner in the first round, I think. Um, and that's not to say I don't like any of them. I just I, I feel like this defense seems more predicated on its edge rushers and the, the heat you can get to the quarterback as opposed to maybe a, an elite corner. Like I think you could get by with um maybe a little less at those positions. Um Here's something that I, I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, if the, so, so totally unjet related, but something really cool football related. If the Colts lose to the Jaguars on Sunday, and I guess the Raiders and Chargers play each other, um, if the Raiders and Chargers would both get into the playoffs with a tie, literally, there would be no motivation for any team in the Chargers versus Raiders matchup. They could kneel every single play. Offense, like both teams, we're like, hey, we're mm-hmm. both going to get in. <laughs> just kneel the entire time with a tie getting in. I want nothing more than the Colts to lose to the Jaguars. I know it's never going to happen as far as kneeling, but, man, I would I would laugh so hard if that happened. Have yeah, you ever heard so. anything like that? I don't think so. That <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> I, I see some people in here talking about the Stingley thing, um, and – Somebody said, somebody said Stingley's going number four. I guarantee he doesn't go in the top five. The thing with Stingley is mm-hmm. fantastic talent, like like top tier. Like he's the best corner in the draft. The problem is he has a lot of injuries, and team consider that, especially in the top ten. Like later down, you can you can you could not uh, you can kind of push it off to the side a little bit. When you're taking a guy in the top five and he already mm-hmm. has injury problems, that's why he's dropping. Go look at go look at like PFN or mm-hmm. you know the Draft Network or PFF, whatever site you use, and you can see him slowly starting to drop because of the injury. I, I think Draft Network, I, I do like a, I'm already doing a thousand mock traps a day, has him like the 13th <laughs> player. Like it, he's going to drop because of injuries. Unless he goes to the gets medicals and the medicals say he, these are all flukes, they're not, they're not anything structural, all this stuff, then yes, he's easily the best corner in the draft. But you have to consider injuries, and right now, um, that's the massive question with him. Massive. You can see there's people in chat like D Milner, which I, don't, I you know, he's better than D Milner ever was. But mm-hmm. the injury problems are similar. Um, and D Milner, he was listen like he up and down rookie year, but those last four games, and he ran like what rookie of the month? It was like the Browns game, uh, mm-hmm. Panthers game, 
Dolphins, maybe in another game. He actually played really well, but he could get stay on the field. So, you know, great. Stanley can be uh, uber talented, but if he can't play, he can't play. Like it is what it is. So, um, John D. Lee, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, which tight end in free agency would fit this offense? Um, hmm. I would like to address tight end both in free agency and in the draft. Trey McBride is the tight end I would like in the in the draft. I think he's the best one of the bunch, um, I, at least from like the, the highlight clips that I've watched so far. Um, free agency, I've kind of – I'd like to venture on the upside, like like gamble on a guy that's not like – like yeah. someone like an O.J. Howard. Like had a bunch of talent coming out of college, had the injury last year, stuck behind Brayton Gronk. Like, th- like that's the type of player that I would throw $4 million at and just hope that it would work out on um, one-year contract. Someone like David Njoku is someone else that I would I would like to look at. I don't think Gazicki makes sense. I don't think Gazicki hits free agency. I think he gets franchise tag. He would be the one I'd want, I think, of anyone. I just, I really like the idea of pulling away players from a division rival because it adds more juice to that matchup. Um, the same thing with like a... Uh, Maybe, maybe like a J.C. Jackson up in up in New England, same sort of idea. Um, so I would say Gazicki, and then Njoku, and then Howard would probably be the three. Yeah. As far as I know, I, I don't really know who else is free agent. I know Ertz is a free agent, but I would be shocked if he left Arizona. No, you want uh, Dalton Schultz is another name that people are bringing up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably my number one right now. Just based Colt. No, he's he's on the he's on the Cowboys. Dalton uh, Schultz. But the thing, the thing, so I get the whole like Stingley or not Stingley thing, um, uh, Gasecki thing. The Mm. problem with Gasecki is he's basically a big, a big slot receiver with this, Mm. with this system, heavy 21, or uh, obviously preferably heavy 21, heavy 12. He's not an inline guy. So he's not, he's not a fit for this, for the system. So he's a guy I'm out Mm. on because I don't want to pay a guy upper tier tight end money. Who's not going to fit the system ideally. So you're not, you don't want to pay 12, $13 million for somebody who can't block because they have to change the system to something they don't want it to be. Um, obviously, okay. heavy in line. So uh, Gusecki is a guy I, I completely stay away from. So I'm, th- I'm thinking Schultz. OJ Howard's more like a – like a like Schultz would be more of like not necessarily solve it, but I would be much more comfortable with it where OJ Howard's still like, okay, you definitely need a guy in the first three rounds where Schultz is like, okay, mm-hmm. secondary need where you're not primary. But with uh, Howard, it's like, okay, let's, let, let, you know, let's get that, that, that guy in the first um, – Three rounds. I know Gerald Everett's a guy who is not necessarily the best blocker, mm-hmm. so uh, a little bit out on him. But yeah, guys like Schultz, Howard, because he has a physical upside. Um, there's another guy or two who I'm thinking of, but I would really like with those positions that are so like such massive needs. I want to address them in free agency, so you don't go into the draft with mm-hmm. your, with pigeonholing yourself into taking needs. Like you can't go into the draft with no tight end with no safety. Like if you go in the draft needing two safeties, you're kind of screwed because they have nothing right now. Like say what mm-hmm. you will about Elijah Riley. Maybe he's a third or fourth guy. He hasn't trained to be a starter. Obviously he blew the last play of the game. Um, Ashton Davis has looked terrible. So mm-hmm. with that all being said, um, you need two guys there. So I would like to see safety, you know, tight end as like the major two needs in, in free agency. And in terms of, uh, I think people talk about receiver too, in terms of fit there. Um, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just making stuff up, but with that being said, it's, it kind of hurts because I know I, I was a pretty big Gallup fan. And then Gallup, obviously, fantasy yeah, playoffs. Same. He's on my freaking yeah. team. He, Dude, at least I, he caught the ball. But he tears his – did he tear his ACL or Achilles? ACL. Dude, ACL. Godwin and Gallup were the two guys. I was like, man, if there's two receivers I would look at for agency, it was those two. And I was like, shit. Yeah. 
Christian yeah, Kirk and, is one that I would look at now. Yeah, I, I, I want to see how much like how much yak he, he he's able to get. Um, mm-hmm. and people talk about like Allen Robinson too. I I just the, the way he's playing this year, unless unless it's something where you know he's been injured and he's kind of and and maybe he's dogging it because he's with Fields at the same time. You don't want a guy who's dogging with Fields because he's gonna go to the situation with the Jets where it's hopefully obviously to be better than the Bears. I would assume you know the 2021 Bears versus 2022 Jets is a better situation. Um, mm-hmm. but that's a guy I'm not really willing to pay 15, 16, 17 million dollars for a guy who's a little bit past his prime. So um receivers are gonna be interesting yeah i think like the kirks out there like i think it's more of like a second tier signing so again you're not mm-hmm. forcing yourself because if you go into the offseason which listen it's not ideal like you want you want that true Devonte adams type but if you go into the draft with christian kirk barrios elijah moore Corey davis you know like it's not it's it's a solid group it's not it's not it's not the best in the mm-hmm. league but um yeah it'll be interesting now in terms of like receiver is there a a type of receiver because I'm, I'm looking at the draft and i when i look at the kid from purdue i think it's david bell he seems to look like what elijah moore was like a shifty kind of guy um then you got someone like uh is it london from usc who's like the big guy there's london and there's burks there's two guys that are like six foot four six foot five bigger bodied guys that's kind of what i'd like but i don't know it seems like the tight end is going to be more of that large red zone target and the receivers are going to be more like crisp route runner type prospects i i don't know if that's like right or wrong but it seems like that's what it is yeah it's 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 like interesting because they could use a few things um and i know the, the williams guy it's like almost got me thinking speed um, mm-hmm. but they also do like, they need that like true X. Like it's, is it, is it's obviously like, it's like cheating to say Devonte Adams because he could do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm, if I'm looking for one thing, like I want like a speed yak guy. Um, cause I don't really like, I, I that's kind of what more is, but you want a guy who's a little bit bigger than more. Like people mm-hmm. talk about like Mike Williams. I saw them. It's not to call anybody out. Mike Williams, yeah. a little bit older, more injury prone than not. And mm-hmm. more of a guy, like a vertical offense type guy, like the jets do while they need something to take off the top off the defense. I think it's more of speed than like contested catches based on how their offenses is, is run. Um, so I would say I'm looking for, I'm looking for speed. Like I'm looking for a legit guy. If you take it to the house, just like Morken. And then Davis is he's, he's an, he's an X receiver. He's just not like a true elite X Randy Moss, obviously Devonta Adams. Like he's not a true number one. He's like, he's like a high end number two, but he still plays X. Um, so I was looking for more of like a, more like a, like a speed guy. Um, somebody says Yoshi, like Debo Samuel is not necessarily speed, but that's yak. Like it's speed or yak, ideally both, but yeah, Debo Samuel would be, that's, that's <laughs> sure. I'll take Debo minus the injuries. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm looking for more Debo type than Mike Williams type, just because Mike Williams is more vertical. Um, you want guys who run really good routes and crossing routes, um, yak guys where again, Mike Williams is not a guy to break a lot of tackles and he's kind of more injury prone than not. So. Uh, MC 22, someone on Twitter said the Jets should get a shot at coaching the senior bowl. Honestly, that would be cool. See any thoughts. Um, yeah, I would love to see that. I do think that that generally goes to like, it's weird. Cause the Jets, who did it last year? It was the Jaguars and it was, um, it's the top two teams who aren't new staffs or is it the top three teams who aren't new staffs? Is it a two or three? Okay, so, so that's what, but the that, Jaguars. Well, why would the Jaguars have done it. Jaguars did it last year. I'm pretty sure. Did they do it last like, year? I'm like almost positive. It was. I don't think so. Was it not last year? Who did it last year? Chat, let us know who did it last year. I yeah. would love for them to do it. I think the Jets should be like one of those teams that gets an opportunity to look at some of these yeah. young guys. And I think it would be awesome. Like, uh-huh. 
Oh, sorry, I I could be wrong, I, but I I do think I do think it's the the top two or three teams you don't have new staffs. But I I, I could be wrong. That's not my area. But I I don't really know. Hmm. Um, top two who don't have uh, new staffs is correct usually. George or unless unless it changed. I, I don't know. So you're so assuming that still didn't do it. Maybe they so did. The Jags don't have a new staff, or they're gonna have a new staff. Oh, maybe but... it was the Dolphins that did it last year. Did that? Is that right? I mean, it would make sense. They were the first. They're the well, no, it would be the Texans, right? Yeah, but they had they just they just hired was McCauley as his name. Yeah, McCauley. Yeah. So he's he's not going to be new. The Jags is going to be new. The Lions Fort, isn't going to be new. Fort? So you assume it's it's going to be the Jags or sorry the 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 Lions and the Texans right now. So I think the Jets have to get into the top three past Texans to coach the Senior Bowl. Mm, okay, interesting. I would love to see that happen. That would be absolutely awesome. I think the uh, the ability to to see young players right now. Uh oh, we're getting the freeze beam. <laughs> It took this long, but we're moving again. Um, yeah, it, it would be cool to see because I one thing that I really like about Joe Douglas is he seems to target captains, and I, I think being able to have that little bit of an interview process and just see how these guys sort of tick. All the seniors there, they they've been through it. You have the most tape on these guys. Like, I really enjoy the Senior Bowl, and I, it's one of those things that like we take advantage of. It would be be pretty nice to uh, to kind of see. So MC twenty two. I would like to see the Jets do it. I don't know if it winds up happening. Uh, what else are you guys talking about in the chat? We got like three minutes, so we'll try to. We have some people talking about uh, Mike, Michael Thomas, and Henry Ruggs. Uh, I would say no to both. Just, yes, just thinking. I like just Michael thinking. Thomas too. I, I do, I do. But you've heard a little bit that he's a little bit of a drama queen, and just yes. based on the fact that you said you know you like you know Joe Douglas likes his captains, he likes the, his locker room um, type players. So bringing in Michael Thomas, who's a little bit of a diva and a, and a guy who you could see saying you know, in situation X where he doesn't get, he only gets two targets a game for three games in a row because the game plan didn't call for it. You could see him kind of bitching. Um, and mm -hmm. for a young quarterback, that's not good. You, you do not want that. Yes. You want the, you know, the Corey Davis who, again, obviously people fall, fell, uh, fell out of love with him, with him a little bit this mm -hmm. year, but like a guy who's quiet and more of like a leader type, um, you know, obviously the Elijah Moore who people can't stop talking about his, his leadership uh, ability. So to bring in a Michael Thomas, I, I, mm. I don't like that idea. So, uh, and obviously Ruggs is, is probably going to be in jail next yeah. year. So no I, he's I don't ever think he's Yeah. He's not, he's not people are like, Oh, sign him. He's going to be in it. Unless the court system works wonders for him, he's going to be in jail or he should be in jail. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, what's up green bean. I see you in the chat, Psh, my dude, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Scott says I legit forgot Michael Thomas existed. Um, I know in, in this, in this league, I'm playing the championship in the, the, the two things that really suck is minus whatever, um, who people don't, people don't even care, but drafting Michael Thomas never played. Deandre Hopkins hasn't played since week 13. I had to cut him. Like it just sucks. You know, I wish I, I wish I had those two guys. You had both locked. those players. Yeah, I had DeAndre Hopkins. He's like my third third round pick or high second or, or low second or, or high third. I forget what it was. And um, and Michael Thomas, people didn't want him because they, they figured he was going to be suspended or hurt all year or whatever the hell it was. And yeah, I drafted yeah. him like the 10th round, ninth round, and he mm. never played. So that really sucked. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's, it's a good draft pick that late. Like I, I'm big on trying to draft those guys. Like I took Gronk one year after he had retired. I was like, oh, maybe he'll come back out. I took uh, Des Bryant the one year and then – he came back, signed with the Saints. I was like, I knew it. I got it. He was my last pick. And then he tore his Achilles. <laughs> I was like, ah, mm -hmm. son of a bitch. Yeah. And I see Mark asking about Juju. Juju's, Juju's a kind of the same thing. Like guy who was like nothing with Juju. Who, wh who, what was the team that he came out onto their, onto their, um, 
on Taylor's logo in the middle of the field and was like dancing and doing like TikToks and shit. It's like, what are you do? What, what are you doing? So no, yeah, I, get the fuck out of here. I don't want. I don't want no part of Juju. Not to mention, I don't know if he would want to come here anyway because of how the relationship with Sam kind of ended. It seems like they're tighter. Um, I don't know. I want no part of that. Um, I really, I liked Gallup. I liked Godwin. Those were the two that I really would have liked to have seen. Um, guys that wanted to to maybe be that number one wide receiver that were stuck behind Mike Evans, stuck behind Antonio Brown, stuck behind Gronk, stuck behind CeeDee Lamb, stuck behind Amari Cooper. Um, I think it's it's not outlandish to think Amari Cooper could possibly be cut. Um, I think let me let me pull up his contract real quick. I'm pretty sure they could save almost his entire contract. Um, what's their cap situation i know they're bad so they're 13 million over they're going to roll 15 into next year so they're 2 million of like they have 2 million to spend um and amari cooper would save them 16 million dollars if they cut him so i could see them re-signing gallup to a one-year prove-it deal cutting amari cooper at 28 years old does he become an option for the new york jets that would be interesting. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I, I'm going to combine two two ideas. We we and obviously this is just I'm just I'm just shooting shit into the dark here. I, yeah. It'd be funny to sign Cooper for two years, cut him, and then I like Stud City's idea. Wait till AJ Brown comes becomes a free agent, reunite him with more. <laughs> so you have Cooper for two years, and you sign AJ Brown in two years. That's 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 my official plan for right now. Wow, that would be awesome. I AJ Brown and Elijah Moore have such a good relationship that I can definitely see that thing happening. That's almost like I'm sort of hoping. If we do go safety and free agency, if the Bengals decide to let Jesse Bates walk, the relationship possibly with Carl Lawson coming from from Cincinnati, maybe there's some defensive connection that he could try to help him out a little bit. That would be would be fantastic because I don't I don't love the idea of going Hamilton in the draft unless, like you said, if he is legit generational. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not talking Jamal Adams number six overall or Malik Hooker number. 12 overall or whatever he wound up going. I'm talking like this guy will impact every play, like Troy Polamalu, someone like Ed mm-hmm. Reed. That's where I could get on board with it. I think if it's anything less than that, I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole, especially because like he was – I don't know. He didn't play a full season this year. I think he only played like three games. He was hurt at the end, so you had to see the medicals too, but I don't think it was anything like like catastrophic Major. in terms of injuries. Um, okay. But yeah, he has to be generational. That's the only way. Not, not very, 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 very good. I'm talking about generational – like the best I've seen again since since Derwin James and I'm talking about Derwin James healthy. Derwin James fell a little mm-hmm. bit because of health problems, um, at least to, to my best knowledge. Um, so yeah, it's it it, it all depends. Um, there's a, there's a lot that's interesting. The off season's the best time for for Jets fans, so we'll see. It's like our Super Bowl. It's my favorite time to make content because nothing's wrong at this point. <laughs> Everything's out in the open, and you're just trying to figure stuff out. All right, boys and girls, we have gotten to the end of our stream, Joe. Thank you so much for, for hopping on again and, and talking some football. I really hope for your sake that Friar Muth does nothing tonight. Oh, uh, why would you say that? They're in the they're, I mean, a, I hope he scores a zillion touchdowns. That's exactly what the, I want to see. They're at the five happen. and a half yard line right now. I'm a little bit behind. I didn't I'm, know that. I'm not, I'm not watching. I'm talking to you. Oh, my hands are sweating. I can literally <laughs> I can't I can't yeah, oh, it's, no. it's, it's 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 too much it's too much money right now to be on the line right now. Uh so I'm hoping they just score and they just throw it to somewhere else. Deontay Johnson. Touchdown. Okay, sweet. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. not prime with. This is yes. good. I okay. love it. I love it. <laughs> um, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Tell the mm-hmm. guys where they can find you and let us know what you got going on. 
uh, live streams every Thursday with either myself and Nania, myself and Kyle Smith. Um, I'm going on Green Beans channel. Um, I think it's going to be this Thursday or next Thursday if he's going to be flexible. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to him behind the scenes. But either this Thursday or next Thursday, hopefully. Um, I'll be on with Green Bean. Uh, the film shows, again, I, I know that people don't want to watch two hours of film unless you're like a junkie. Like I, I see some junkies in here. Like I, I know the junkies. Um, Yoshi's a junkie. Um, with that being said, though, if you want to go and just find the Zach Wilson part, if you are a subscriber, go and watch 30 minutes and, and watch me gloat about him. It's not just, oh, look at this throw. It's a bit breaking down like the coverages and what he sees and him going off a of reads early and the footwork. Like it's 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 all this good, the good stuff you really, really want to get into the nitty gritty of um, and understanding about players. So uh, go check me out, Joe B31 on Twitter and then uh, Jets X Factory. You'll, you'll obviously find me there. And I appreciate everybody in the, in the chat and I appreciate you, Ryan. Yeah, of course. Ah, oh, dude, I'd love having you on. I get so excited. So are you, you had mentioned you were coming on next week. Is that true? Oh yeah. That's another thing. Back <laughs> next Monday. I'm I back. love it. We ain't leaving. One more week of Mr. Joe Blewett after our final game of the season, when we bounce the Buffalo Bills from the division title, Jets are going to pull out a victory. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Ryan. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S.